Are you done researching? Can no. We, can we start this coverage of Fantastic Fest off on a good foot instead of First, you want me fighting to the whole time? You know what? Maybe if you weren't such a jerk, I wouldn't have to fight with you. But someone needs to keep you in fucking line. That's true. So you can see everything that we need to talk about? Yeah, I can. I was thinking about doing a day zero um, when we got into Austin. Um, it would have been a lot of, uh, man, that three-hour layover in, in Fort Lauderdale with all the dancing would have been really weird. That was not the worst layover I've ever had. No, it wasn't. It, it was, was long. It was 80s Spirit Day in the terminal um, at Fort Lauderdale. And people were dancing. In Fort Lauderdale. Mm-hmm. And there was dance contests and gigantic inflatable boomboxes. Right. Um... I'm pretty sure most of Run DMC was there yes. in spirit, if not yes. in physical body. Well, it's something because Fort Lauderdale uh, got hammered by the uh, hurricane. They did. And they were shut down a week ago. And uh, we went in there, we saw some construction uh, on the walls, especially like around the restrooms. Right. But um, for the most part, it looked like everything survived fine. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about this. This is uh, day one of Fantastic Fest, our Action to Go Go coverage. Um, Follow us at hashtag AAGGFF on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, perfection. Um, so <laughs> yesterday was uh, the titular day one, and we were able... Th- so if you're if you're unaware um and uninitiated uh there are rounds to uh each day so the first day there were three rounds and within those rounds it's like four or five movies and the way that the badge ticketing system works for um fantastic fest is you you basically say what is your number one pick second pick third pick all the way down to fifth pick if there's five movies in a particular round and uh, then there's I guess an overnight algorithm or maybe the same day same day algorithm um, decides uh, what you get and usually you're pretty you're pretty almost pretty sure to get your first pick right most of the time not necessarily on the first boarding group in but usually right because they don't make everyone go in at the same time because otherwise there would be a mad rush so they let in small groups of people to each theater at a time so this is getting really detailed well i just wanted to to say this so this is kind of gonna kind of inform our coverage because last year we went second half that's true instead of uh the whole the whole time so Mm -hmm. we were there for four days and we tried to cram as much in as possible that ended up being like five movies a day which which is Brutal and insane. Sounds wonderful, right? And then you do it, and you're like, I just need some sunlight and a small jog. Yeah. Perhaps to interact with um, Plus, some we, animals or something. We were just talking about this last night with Marcelo. The, the Marcelo f- Pico from Talk Film Society. Yes, fantastic. He um, said, you know, the, the food at the Alamo is great, but having three courses three three main courses a day out right. of it is is gonna kill you quick you've seen supersize me okay i'm not comparing the food at the draft house to mcdonald's because the food at the draft house is much much better but three meals a day repeatedly over and over at the same place never yeah. never a great idea difficult So the good thing about the first um, day is that it's basically three rounds, not five, 
you know, not a lot of movies. They let just, you in real nice and slow. Right. So it's it, the day doesn't start until 5.30 p.m. It's basically a triple feature, mm-hmm. um, maybe separated by an hour each or half an hour each, Yeah. which was really good. We didn't have to do a lot of waiting around. Mm-hmm. And the, the, uh, the time was good. The time was spent well. So we had three movies that we saw yesterday. If you've been following on Twitter, you know already what they are, but we're going to be uh, talking about them for our day one coverage. All right. The first movie we saw was called Thoroughbreds. Um, directed I'm I'm just going to be really unprofessional right now. Thoroughbreds it's yeah I'm I'm looking for their <coughs> Thoroughbreds um I believe his name is Chris Corey Finley Corey directed Finley. it. Um it's a movie from the United States. This was the Austin premiere of it. Um about two girls from very upper crusty Connecticut um who were ex-friends, I think it's safe to say. Yeah, they had a history of being friends, and then they had a falling out. Right. Um, both of them... And they're kind have, of reacquainted. Both of them have behavioral and maybe mental issues in their <laughs> own way. And Neither is what they seem. I think right. that's a, a good way to put it. Right. Um, and also, I didn't know going... So that's um, Olivia Cook. Yes. And uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, who you might know from The Witch the or Witch. Split. Yeah. Um, but it also amazing. It also starred um, Anton Yelchin, which I was not aware of going in. So that was kind of um, an emotional gut punch because yeah. uh, I'm, I'm going to speak for both of us, or I'm going to say that mm-hmm. every time you see him on screen now, especially after his untimely death, you're just struck by mm-hmm. what... Um, what a tragedy it was to lose him. Yeah, and he's so good in this because he's kind of playing, um, you know, he, he got into playing some very, even if they weren't on the outside always this, but they always seemed gentle. They always had like a that's, gentle inside. That's a good word, yeah. And in this, I think that gentleness is still there, but he has this veneer he has this mm-hmm. rough demeanor um at least at the beginning when you meet him yeah and i love seeing him playing kind of a slobby dude so, yeah. like a slobby drug dealing dude yeah um yeah it was great seeing him and i think that i had heard that and i kind of it fell out of my mind um by the time we saw it but this is one of his last movies movie was dedicated to him as yeah. well um, it's based on the the director Corey um, wrote it as a stage play initially, yeah. and then he had said we saw him in a Q and A, and he was saying um, he has written plays before but never envisioned them in a feature or as mm-hmm. a feature rather, and this was the first film that he did that he could kind of see as a movie, mm-hmm. um, and. Knowing that it was a play after kind of makes sense for me. It does, because they're very kind of encapsulated scenes, and, you know, the dialogue, the playing off of each other, the character stuff. Right. It feels like you would watch this at, uh, at a, on a play, you know, uh, on Broadway or something. Right, like. right. Um, how did you feel about it? I, I liked it a lot. It, um, I really gravitate to, to Hitchcockian type things. So basically, mm-hmm. you know, without giving away too many spoilers, these two girls from uh, Upper Crust, Connecticut, um, uh, kind of reacquaint themselves and they both have, uh, problems that kind of intersect at, um, uh, it's a little strangers on a train, maybe. Yeah, I was gonna say okay. exactly, okay. exactly. Okay. Um, but uh, what's her, what's Anya's name in it? Is she? 
I forget. Is she Lily or... Yes, she's Lily. Lily. She's Lily. So the character of Lily that um, Anya's playing is... um, She has a problem with her stepfather. And Mm -hmm. that stepfather, you know, uh, becomes more and more of a a pest. But does... Let's just say... Well, in yeah. her in her mind, right. as the character, yes, True. Um, you know, uh, mileage may vary on whether you believe that this right. stepfather is <laughs> deserving murder. But yeah, it's a it's quite good. I liked it a lot. It is um, it's beautifully shot. I'll say that too. It is too. gorgeous. It's a, a gorgeous film. And I love kind of the set pieces, like when they were in that garden, and it's like a f- like a full size chess set made out of oversized, like, yeah, yeah, like oversized chess set made of like uh, stone, garden stones, stone lawn ornaments. Yeah, yeah and it, she's just like playing a game by herself while she's talking to Anya. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was kind of slow burning. I think it was a very slow burn um, because it's a play. It's building so much on character, Absolutely. so it takes more time to get where it's mm-hmm. going. And so that um, it's a first movie. We're all excited to watch it and everything, mm-hmm. and I think we're a little more forgiving of that. But I think if we watched it outside of that setting, we'd be like, okay, that first forty-five minutes was. I'm glad slow. I saw it. I really, I was excited to see it. Um, when we were making our initial picks, I'm glad I saw it first. Because I think if I had seen some really crazy shit, yeah. you know, if I had seen it maybe on day three or day four, I would have not as not have been as happy with it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I didn't love it, but I did like it. There's a lot of things that I like about it, and I think maybe on subsequent viewings, um, I may find more to like about it as well. Yeah, I agree. The, the performances were incredible. That's certainly um, and not those, up for discussion. And those scenes with the two um, uh, female leads and Anton are great. Are the best, yeah. They're, they're, yeah. they're great. And I did want to mention Paul Sparks, who plays the stepfather. Absolutely. I fucking love that dude. He's He was in um, Boardwalk Empire. Oh, okay. He was playing a, 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 not a, a totally dissimilar character in The Night Of. He plays this oh, right stepfather who, who's uh, kind of uh, in The Night Of mm-hmm. uh, kind of um, uh, playing into rich wives. You know, he's had a few rich wives right. and he's kind of playing that. There's a lot of... You can tell that Paul Sparks in this movie is kind of like buying into that family. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. There's yeah. there's a lot to be said about the portrayal of rich families, rich marriages, um, rich kids, mm-hmm. affluent yeah. suburbs, yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I, I enjoyed really, it. Really enjoyed it. Um, anything else? I think that's it. I dug it. Yeah. Oh, and the other thing is that, you know, we're talking about kind of the experience of of Fantastic Fest. Mm -hmm. Whether you're in the theater that it's playing or a subsequent theater, they if if the filmmakers there doing a QA and a afterwards or even introducing it, they will show it in the other theaters. They have a video connection that they'll show it in other theaters. And and we've been in So you're not missing out. Yeah, Yeah, you're not missing out on the Q&As. Yeah. Um, and his Q&A, I think, was very uh, eye-opening, especially when he was talking about it starting as a play and okay. and how, he, as he was finishing it, he could see it more and more, like, shots and inserts were in his mind. He was like, this would be better as a movie. Right, right. So, yeah. All our- right, so then we took a small little break. Yep. 
saw some people. That was cool. Oh, that's another saw thing. You know, for the, the first day that we got there, we were we got there just in time to get our badges and everything. And didn't it feel like we saw like fifteen of our friends before we even got our badges? We did, which was not the case last year. No, I feel like um, it was pretty exciting to kind of look around um, and just be surrounded by people that you quote unquote know, yeah. even if you don't know them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, during that break. Fun. But during that break right after Thoroughbreds, we, you know, chatted with a couple people. It was nice to chill for about an hour. Yeah. And usually they start doing the, the seating about a half an hour beforehand. So you, you even if you have, uh, you got to imagine that the, the blocks are done in kind of um, three-hour increments. Right. And most movies are two hours or less. So you have that kind of buffer time. Right. So, you know, when they start seating, you can go in, order a drink, order some food. Get a good seat, maybe get a seat, go to the bathroom. You've got plenty of time. Um, Okay, so movie number two last night uh, was Thelma, which was the Texas premiere. Um, It's a Norwegian film by Joachim Trier. Mm -hmm. Um, I I went in blind. Yeah, me too. Completely. As as far as I had only heard buzz about it, Um, a couple people were talking about it. and, And I, you know what, we had some pretty good experiences with just going in blind to foreign movies last year. Mm-hmm. I still can't remember that movie that we we keep like referring to. I'm just going to look it up. You but talk. it was it was yeah, it was so great to to see um uh a movie that you don't very you don't know much about but you know has these plays well to a fantastic fest crowd because it's got these supernatural elements this kind of sci-fi element to it but it's also kind of it's got um the slow burn uh uh, understated quality of like a a let the right one in you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. it doesn't have this element of we're talking about now i guess we should say not the yeah right it's not it's not flashy is what i'm saying like thelma is is flashy when it wants to be in a very very funny pun way it was very flashy wasn't it Get the fuck out of that, here. I didn't even think of that, but it was very flashy. And in okay. the fact that... What does it start off with? It starts off with a warning if you have epilepsy, because there's a lot of strobe lights in it. Yeah. And I am not epileptic, um, but I Sensitive. do not respond well to strobe lights. So there was a couple scenes where I had to look away, um, yeah. which was a bummer, but it was quite wonderful. So, so the main character is realizing more and more that she's having these episodes that seem like epileptic seizures, but they kind of are telekinetic, psychogenic type um, uh, uh, seizures. And, you know, since she's trying to find out what's wrong with her, uh, epilepsy becomes kind of um, the the plot A um, for maybe the first half of the movie. So, yes, there's strobe lighting. There's, um, uh, you know, in a club, and there's also strobe lighting when she's getting tested in, in this facility. Right. And um, it, it's, uh, it can be a little much for sensitive eyes. Um, <laughs> That's the only thing my eyes are sensitive yeah. to, the strobe lights, yeah. yeah. Um, Understated quality, yes. A girl, a, a girl, um, you know, growing up, you see kind of flashbacks and you see her present day when she's at college and kind of trying to get in with a group of friends when... She's a sheltered girl she from is, a yes. religious family. Yep. Um, doesn't live in the city and she's moving to the city for college. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to acclimate herself. I mean, that experience of moving from home for the first time, I think, is kind of universal for people, whether it's for college or for a job or for yep. just a life change. Yeah. Um, and that kind of loneliness and seclusion 
when you're new in a place and you don't have a support system yet, um, I thought was captured really well. I yeah. thought it was beautiful, actually. Yeah. And it really is a movie that kind of documents this arc of kind of getting in control of something that is controlling you. Mm-hmm. And um, it's got some pretty shocking moments, to be honest, like some really mind-blowing moments. Um, and to the point that, like, you know, some, some things just you, you don't expect it to go there. And I'm thinking mm-hmm. of a, particularly a couple scenes towards the end um, that kind of inform her character uh, that just really, I, I was like, man, that really blew me away when we got out of the theater. It was, I, I enjoyed every minute of it. I was really curious to see how things were going to resolve themselves. Yeah. Um, I, I had hopes when I was watching it. I had, um, suspicions of what was going to happen. Not all those suspicions were correct, which is always a really cool surprise to watch something to be pleasantly surprised by it to really feel for the characters that you're watching um i really enjoyed it i just i was thinking about raw a lot in comparison to it because raw is very similar me too and the you know the same situation going away from home after Mm -hmm. having lived kind of a sheltered existence trying to find yourself trying to acclimate yourself to a new setting um and realizing something about yourself right and discovering something about yourself Mm -hmm. Um, they would make a great double feature. I, I really Agreed. liked Thelma. Agreed. Yeah, that's, pre- that's a perfect uh, uh, connection to it. Yeah, these kind of, um, in a weird way, these encapsulated coming-of-age tales. You know, you, you learn a, 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 a deadly truth, mm-hmm. a dangerous truth about yourself when you uh, go away from, from your family to the college. Yeah. Great movie. Check it out. It was really um, wonderful. So then we ha- didn't have very much time after that. No, um, we didn't even leave the theater. Well, we left the theater, but we kind of just went into the hallway and were waiting to be seated for the next movie. Yeah. Um, Vampire Clay was really your um, your choice, I think. And I don't remember exactly what appealed to you. It was the it was the director, wasn't it? No, it was um, the the promise of practical effects. Uh-huh. Um, it was a um, a director named Sochi Umazawa, I believe is how you say it. Mm-hmm. Um, this was the U.S. premiere of Vampire Clay, um, and. When in the write up it had said, you know, practical effects heavy. Um, he had directed a short from ABCs of Death 2. I love practical effects. And it's a, basically, it seemed to be about killer clay. Mm-hmm. Clay, as in what you sculpt with. Right. Um, and that infects people that it touches. Like which vampire. I didn't know. Which yeah, I didn't neither know. did I. Yeah. So um, that vampire element was there. So, again, we're talking about double features. I think Vampire Clay <laughs> would make an awesome double feature with Art School Confidential. Right. Because you have that that competition of trying to get into an art school and how art is subjective. It's in yeah. the eye of the beholder. There's a bent to the the movie, I think, that both in the intro by the dude who was, like, the director of uh, Fantastic Shorts. Right, right. Um, and basically, like, the way the movie starts is kind of showing all these uh, art schools in right. Tokyo, how many people apply and how many people actually get in. Right. So there's kind the of numbers this, are staggering. So there's kind of this bent from the intro that the director was making making a none-too-subtle uh, comment on... A none-too-subtle middle finger to the art 
school culture of right. Tokyo, basically. Right, because apparently he could never get into an art school, and he's probably he's one of the most... incredibly talented. He's incredibly talented. Yeah. Um, this movie's bonkers. It is. It is insane, and this is the type of movie you want to see as a midnight screening with Absolutely. people. Absolutely. I was telling Greg, like, I, I dug it, obviously. I really liked it. Um, I think a lot of what I loved about it, though, was being in an audience, seeing it late at night with a bunch of other like-minded um, crazy people. Yeah. Like, if I had watched it at home, maybe I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much, but it's so absurd. It's so over yeah. the top. It's so silly, and the effects are so cool that seeing it in a big, you know... Yeah. I don't. I don't think this is a really derogatory way. If 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 it is, I don't mean it that way. If it but is, it, I'll just deck you. So go ahead. Okay. It seems like the most ingenious student film I've ever seen. Boom. No, I didn't punch it. I feel like that's kind of true I because because it, it kind of comes from a place of trying to do all these practical effects and kind of playing with with the camera. You know, using the camera. Mm-hmm. In this the is craft. his first feature, by the way. This right. is yeah. Right. So the stuff in there has everything from really close, tight setups so that they could have someone off camera right. kind of moving the thing mm-hmm. um, to to uh, stop motion clay. Yeah, very um, cool. Stuff that reminded me of um, like those acid interstitials on MTV mm-hmm. and Peter Gabriel music videos. <laughs> Just like that type of kind of old school craft um, of, of using stop motion, which and, is really great. And Umizawa is not a spring chicken. They they, yes. they made sure to mention this is his first feature. He's fifty years old. Right. Um, so the dude has years and years of experience of and FX, life behind yeah. him. I think. Absolutely. And uh, <coughs> yeah, it was just <coughs> when we ran into uh, Rob Hunter. Mm-hmm. Before we saw Thoroughbreds, um, he we had mentioned that we were going to that um, last night, mm-hmm. and he he had seen it for the press screener yesterday, so early in the right. morning, and he said I liked it, um, but the endings went on forever, and I felt that I completely agreed with that statement. Right, I loved it. I thought it should have ended about seven, literally seven different times, yes. probably. Yeah, it just. It kept going. And that could be just first-time filmmaker, um, you know, maybe lack of confidence in the conclusion or whatever. Mm -hmm. Because it it was a short movie, but the end, quote-unquote the end, kept ending. And then it would end again. And then it would end again. And And then the screen would go black and it would come... like So it was... It was the end was a little rough. You're hanging on to it, and by the time that the end credits rolled, everyone was like, "Are we waiting for the next one?" And then once the credits came up, we were like, "Oh, great, fantastic! It's over." It was. It was. Though the it was palpable. Though the apocalyptic ending that it goes to is hilarious. Yeah, like the payoff is really, really funny. Yeah. Um, also, another thing is is that it, uh, besides the special effects, and if you're into that, um, another draw, I think, for some people would be the kind of small, encapsulated, quote-unquote, art academy oh, melodrama that's happening with all these uh, friends, you know, most of yeah. them girls, yeah. and kind of uh, seeing how the clay, like, um, ten little Indi- Indians them, you know, plays, goes through uh, that thing. Plays on those uh, yeah. insecurities and fears and yeah. stuff. And it is it is supremely unsettling and violent <laughs> and, you know, how thing, how basically flesh becomes clay. The reveal 
the reveal of like the backstory, like how this happened, yes. was really great. Yes, is really funny, and like yeah. you know, people were laughing during it because it's. I mean, I it don't give anything funny. away. It's I don't know. Funny. If it's, I don't know if it's always intentional, but it is a very funny movie. I agree. Yeah, I agree, and it it was just silly and great, and if you like practical effects, it's something to see. It's yeah. wild. It's yeah. totally wild. Okay, so thoroughbreds we liked, but it is slow. You liked it a little more than I did, yeah. I think. Thelma. Really enjoyed that. Really enjoyed it, both of us. Yeah. Um, vampire Clay, bonkers. You got to see Absolute. it with the with the right group. Bonkers is the word for Vampire Clay. Yeah. I was entertained for sure. Yeah. And the little the guys, the little Clay guys, adorable. Yes. I'm gonna get I one would... of those tattooed. I think life size on my back. What Absolutely. Do you think? Life size. Yeah. You know how big they are. Well, yeah. That's life sizes. I'll just have to start saving. I'll have to start saving now. I guess. Do you have another body that you could go over to? I could start eating pancakes. <laughs> get, get it a little bigger? Yeah. Okay, guys, that's day one. Day one, Fantastic Fest coverage. Fantastic Fest. You got, we got eight days here, so you got Dear more... Dear God, hang on, everybody. More, more episodes coming your way. Um, A-A-G-G-F-F, that's the hashtag, and follow uh, Andrea at Parker and Cooley. Follow me at uh, Mr. Greggles, both on Twitter. And, of course, follow action go go for all your adrenaline, adrenaline cinema needs. needs. Okay, that That's was terrifying perfect. and we didn't plan that. That's perfect. All right. Okay, talk to you guys soon. <laughs> I'm embarrassed for both of us. <laughs> <laughs>